Anyway, you want to do the intro? Do you want to? Do you want to do it? You can shout, dude. You're all you have is your parents to bother. At nine forty-two <laughs> p.m. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> you ready? You can only do this once. They're not gonna let you do it again. They will kick you out. Welcome back to Motive You Say. We bring the heat. Welcome back to Motive You Say. We bring the heat. This is a callback to, to a bit that you will experience later. Well, welcome back to Bold of You to Say. My name is Bring the Heat. <laughs> My name is Bold, and with me is our guest of You to Say. <laughs> anyway, we caught up on news from the last few weeks. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, that is, that's two names. That's a first and a last name. Might sound like three names. Now, for some dumb reason, it's two. Mark Wayne Mullen. Welcome back to Bold. My name is Mark White. Stand your butt up. <laughs> that should be a fake name. Snoop Dogg gives up smoke. Asterisk. Find but out more later. The way you think, not the way but you that's think. just a theory. A, a game theory. <laughs> oh, we have money here, Mister. Theory. <laughs> oh, we have money here, Seriously. And the, for the movie <laughs> this week, we talked about moving on. FNAF at Freddy's. Yeah. Five Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Spoilers ahead if you have not seen the movie. A lot of stuff gets ruined. Uh, just, just watch you know, it. As a wise man once said, watch this is movie. a movie that is better enjoyed without a critical eye. Yeah. Go into this with the same amount of like, with the same amount of like fucking, fucking, what's the word? I just said it. I just said it. Now I'm blanking on the word. What's the word? It's. I, I, look, I'll say I don't think I have watched this movie sober yet. And I think that's for the best. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly, um, <laughs> let me tell you. You know, look at this movie at the same, with the same critical eye as the eye that looks at ghosts being real <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a movie where that. ghosts are real and you don't know what they think this is a movie where ghosts are real and shaggy murder children yeah anyway timestamps in the description below if you want to skip around Indeed. or if you want to skip a certain Indeed. part if you just can't wait to get to a certain part use it if you want or don't it's up to you i'm not your fucking mother okay use it if you oh, want or what don't if you are but what if Welcome back to NPR. I am your fucking mother. <laughs> oh, we're driving it into the ground and the listener hasn't even heard it oh, yet. I love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> let's just jump into it. it. Let's just Welcome back to NPR News. My name is Let's Just Jump Into It. I'm going to play a little uh, a little portion of this voicemail Wait, that you left Wait, is this going to make day. me look bad on no, the internet? No, 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 no. It's not. Okay. I didn't say anything yeah. regretful, did I? No. Hey. I was watching a video about how anti-Semitism is, is rising in the United States. And, and then uh, you go on to say how much you think that's a good thing. And uh, <laughs> I did not, for the record, I did not No, it's say a horrible that. thing. And you advocated violence. Um, <laughs> which is it? Which is it? Which horrible no, thing I, do you want me to say about you? Is there any alternative that doesn't get me kicked out of college, Alex? What, are you trying to fucking vote third party? Well, this is a little utopian of you, don't you think? <laughs> okay. You're a little okay, pie in the sky right now. Why don't you get on with it, Alex? So my, my phone, I have a Google Pixel phone, and it transcribes my voicemails for me automatically. I doubt yeah. you'll be able to see it, but no, the, the transcription says, hey, I was watching a video about how, about how I... Um, Anti-Semitism. 
Yeah, I have this female relative, uh, Semitism. No, that's she's my, my that's auntie. My, no, no, that's my aunt. Uh, her name is Semitism. Yeah. So it's anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's fun. Uh, yeah. It does another. Th- I think it uh, transcribes Nazi as not C, which which is fair. That's that's like basically like that's how people do TikTok captions. Right. Like if you say like basically. Nazi, like you're like, um, it's a it's a Yahtzee. <clears throat> this person's a Yahtzee. Right. Tim Pool is a Yahtzee. Elon Musk is a Yahtzee. I know. I just recently figured out who Tim Pool is. I finally put a face to the name. Now oh, I, yeah. It's weird because I so I've heard the name Tim Pool and I've seen his face multiple times, but my brain never put it together that they're the same person. The thing about Tim and Pool, so, I think. What I what I find a little bit funny is that he's like so adjacent to so many like organizations like Turning Point USA and the Daily Wire and all right, those. Right. But he's not a part of any of them. It's almost like, yeah, you'll you can be our useful idiot, but like we don't want you. Did you remember before the 2020 election how he was talking about like I just I just remember a guy who was talking about how it's going to be a landslide for Trump like a. Like he said it was going to be a 49 state 40 yeah. 49 state and then trump lost by the same margins that hillary <laughs> lost in 2016 yeah. it's so funny um no no you do the fucking copium dude the, the fucking midterms copium that was consumed he did the same thing in the midterms Ugh, he great. predicted a it's red wave like he, it's almost like he has some sort of i don't know brain disease uh, confirmation confirmation bias yeah no dude tim pool is so he he's great for content like right. rm yeah, brown funny what? You want to see something? Hang on. I got, yeah, I got show something me. Funny. What is? Oh, he's got a prop. <laughs> Yo, Beanie Pool. Boy, Beanie Boy. And now I'm Tim Pool. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I could, I, I look enough like him that I could pretend to be him. It's, it's not funny when people are balding, and it's not funny when people are like insecure about their bodies. But it is so funny how insecure Tim Pool is about how he's balding. Really funny. It's so funny. I didn't know he was balding, but I don't know. It's just dude. Have you seen you him see with Google Tim Pool without a beanie? Being human. It's kind of funny. Hold. Well, I just realized. <laughs> like how oh, Bill Maher is afraid of getting old. Cardboard walked on the soundboard. Oh yeah, Bill Maher. Yeah, he is. I okay. This take this with a huge uh, grain of salt. But uh, Bill Maher apparently is a frequenter of like Hollywood orgies and shit. That's great. He's like in that weird, like secret society shit. Um, yeah, I, I realized your headphones were off when I said this before, but uh, all right. So open the the live stream I have going. I'm gonna show you Tim Pool no beanie. Hopefully it'll come up. Yeah, here it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, just shave it at that point. Just shave it. Yeah, I. I mean, he doesn't even like look bad. He no, does, like he looks he's fun. not like an. Yeah. I was gonna say he's not an ugly person, but he kind of is. But like in this picture, like I feel he's like not. His beliefs are more ugly than he is. Yeah, it's more like who he is. You know, it's more like mm-hmm. his soul and his essence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, he doesn't like look bad. Like men going bald is like the most normal thing. It's just kind of weird when you see a guy who always wears the same hat every fucking day. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, did, did they clean it? Right. Did they um, ever take it off? Yeah. I was going to say, I think, um, I was going to say something else about Tim Pool. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's so great for content. Like, R.M. Brown talks about Tim Pool a lot. 
Um, like right, his whole right. shtick is he like makes fun of these like weird talking head people on the right, and like and then becomes a weird talking head person. Uh, wait, are you talking about Tim Pool? No, 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 no. R. M. Brown. Okay. Um, oh, gotcha. No, he he like makes fun of these people, uh, mostly by just showing what they say. You know, uh, that's a lot of it. Uh, no, Tim Pool is the kind of person like he's so cardboard walked in the sound pads again. Uh, Tim Pool is like the, he's the kind of guy that like he'll make a claim and then wait 45 seconds. He will directly contradict that claim. I like that. It's so great. Yep. It's so he'll yeah. be like, you know, it's borderline, yeah, these, it's these, border- these Democrat run states uh, are they're so dog shit. Look at this state. Um, oh, actually, it's run <laughs> by a Republican. Um, yeah, this fucking Democrat city councils, you right. know. Well, you know, it's weird because, you know, those, you know, those podcasts where they hire women to come on so that they can act like incels. Yeah, I think Tim Pool does that a lot, too. I I, I think Tim Pool is the the political version of that. Yeah, dude, Tim Pool had uh, Emma Vigland from the Majority Report. I think Haley had had something on the TV. It sounded weird. Um, He had Emma Vigland from the Majority uh, Report on and... uh, Part of it was he like bragged about his skate park that he has on his little compound. Um, okay. But then a big part of it was he uh, accused her of being a pedophile because she doesn't hate transgender people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, like he oh, said about the, so the incel shit. I know he's, I love him. Oh. My baby. I'm talking about Alex's penis, by the yeah, way. Yeah, not my cat. No, not at no, all. No, not that. Dude, uh, Obama, uh, who likes Obama. cats and is gay be like i like pussy and cock but he means pussy like cats you see alex um, i love bisexual clear- obama uh, yeah hey, hey alex thank you for clearing that up by the way um but also i use the term i don't i don't use the, the term master comedian often but i mean good god man i mean you really you really gotta you really gotta anyway senator mcconnell the question was are you running for (laughs) re-election but anyway um oh yeah yeah you mentioned the incel stuff yeah tim pool also is like a huge incel like capital i incel like in the most like formal and traditional sense of the word he i mean we've i think we've talked about this you're you're familiar with his quote where he was like yeah, it's hard dating, and uh, you know, couldn't couldn't be me. That's the problem. It's everyone else. I can't be the right. problem. Right, right. Love that. Anyway, you've been listening to the Tim Pool Variety Hour. Yeah. Anyway, I wanna I wanna go. So it's been a couple of weeks, and I want to talk about a few things that have happened in the last uh, whatever amount I've, of time. I've gotten a divorce. Yeah, we um, we both got divorced from each other. We got married and divorced in the last yeah, like exactly nineteen days. Right, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's been a little shaky on the uploads. Yeah, yeah, messy divorce. I got the house. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got the kids. Yeah. So he, now he has to live in an apartment, which, you know, that's a callback to last week. That's for the real. Those were the right. real fans. Right. Those right. were the real fans. Anyway, so uh, Oklahoma senator. Dumbest fucking name ever. I'm gonna front load it with this dumbest fucking name. Mark I Wayne know his Mullen. Name, but I don't. Oh, I knew that. His first name is Mark Wayne. No space. His middle oh, name isn't Wayne. Mark Wayne. His name is Mark Wayne. His father was pissed drunk when he was born. I bet. <laughs> yeah. No, I I swear I'm to gonna, God. Because I'm gonna turn on my I, I my bet, screen sharing again. First I bet of all, his father. 
his father was like, we should name him Mark, Mark, uh, I like Mark or Wayne, Mark Wayne, Mark, Mark We should Wayne. name him after my father. His name was uh, Mark, or was it Wayne? Eh, fuck it. Let's just portman- okay, portmanteau this anyway. shit, but he's not good at portmanteaus. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, if you open the stream, yeah, I have his name highlighted there. Mark Wayne. Dumbest yeah, fucking motherfucker name. Try to, try to fucking tried fight. To- uh, I, I forget if it was a witness or if it was, uh, it was- a, a dude on a committee. It was, uh, I, I believe, it, so it was It was the Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien. I, I believe he was there as, like, a witness or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't really know much about, like, the setup or, like, why they were there or whatever. I, I just want to talk about uh, what I, happened at the hearing. Can I mention something real quick? Yeah. Can I mention yeah, something real quick? I love how um, how the, the, oh, God, the witness. What's his face? What's his name? Do you remember the Teamsters name? guy? Yeah, Teamsters guy. Yeah, Sean I O'Brien. I thought the Teamsters guy can, like, in, in, a completely professional way challenge a guy to a fight yeah the most irish man and also the president of the teamsters union and you're challenging this that. guy to a fight well I, to be fair the senator did challenge him first but he was just like i'd love to handle this right now well okay so the the background <laughs> on what happened so I, okay so i don't know like the origin origin of the conflict but i do know that before this hearing uh the uh, the guy sean o'brien most irish name ever yeah. uh i it was i believe a, a post on uh twitter x and he was like yeah this guy fucking mark wayne mullen uh he, you know he is he acts like a fucking tough guy you know with fucking cowboy hats and shit um actually let me see yeah yeah so there's they have a quote from the post uh saying you know where to find me any place anytime cowboy um if you want to run your mouth, we can finish it here. Mullins. Oh no, that's, oh, that's no, that's a quote from the fucking thing. But yeah, so that was a quote, you know, where to find me anytime, any place cowboy. Uh, that was from Sean O'Brien. So like, yeah, there was like a history of like, you know, peacocking at each other before this. Right. Um, right. But it, it kind of gets taken to the next level. Uh, when you are, when you do it in the halls of Congress, but I, I have a, I, I have a video. Quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to mention how apt the term peacocking is here. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, they are peeing out no, of their cocks. Just, I, well, I just, it's like they're pissing at each other and they're both, I mean, I wouldn't say they're both being cocks, but that guy's being a cock. The senator's being a cock. Oh, for sure. 100%. All right, He's, Jamie, roll the clip. Now, let's talk about Mr. O'Brien himself, his behavior. As everybody knows in this hearing, the last time <laughs> him and I kind of had a back and forth. But after you left here, you got pretty excited about the keyboard. In fact, you tweeted at me one two three four five times and let me read what the last one said um said greedy ceo who pretends like he's self-made what a clown fraud always has been always will be quit the tough guy act in these senate hearings you know where to find me any place anytime cowboy Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. We can fuck. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? <laughs> I'd love to do okay, it. That's fine. You stand up, buddy. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Stop it. Say your solution every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. It's a senator. Okay. Sit down, please. Can I respond? Bernie for the same. I, I love that man. Oh. I, love, I love him. He is. Oh I, my god! I, that was such a professional way to be like, I'll fucking go down right now. <laughs> I've, I've said this before. 
I'd love but, to. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'd love to. Okay. I've said this before, but uh, Bernie Sanders <laughs> always feels like the adult in the room. And I love that about him. Right. I love that. I just never thought in, I, I wouldn't say U.S. history, but at least in current history, that anyone would have to be reminded of their current position during a Senate meeting. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, don't pull out your katanas and shit. Don't don't start like dueling in the halls of Congress. Like you're on, you're on some Andrew Jackson shit. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell you what I can I can I tell you my little uh, behind the scenes theory on this? Of course. So I I don't believe for a second that Mark Wayne was actually trying to like in earnest challenge this guy to a fight. Maybe he would be like, he'd be up for it if it came to that. But I think his goal there was to make the Teamsters guy look bad. I think what he thought was he was going to be like, this is a place, this is a time. And, and Sean O'Brien was just going to be like, um, no, but we, we actually, we can't fight here because these are the hallowed halls of Congress and we got to maintain decorum and, um, and, and I don't, I don't want to fight you because you're so big and tough and your cock is huge. And I, and then, you know, Mark Wayne was going to be able to like, you know, hold that up as a trophy and be like, so you look at this guy, he's a pussy. You won't fight me. You won't fight me at the Senate hearing. But that, no, the guy was just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's fucking Fair go. Enough. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think it is? I think it's that, like, because in this spe- specific back and forth, he was challenged. Uh, the, oh, yeah. The O'Brien guy. He was challenged. So he was just Could like. Could not be yeah, set up sure. better. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, this is your house. I will fight you in your house. Yes, please. Yeah. You are a United States senator in, in the Senate. On national challenge- television. Yeah. Challenging <laughs> me to a fucking fight. Recorded at all angles. Challenging me to a fight. Yeah, there was no way that Mark Wayne Mullen was going to come out on top on this. Oh, but I think so he great. thought that he was going to be able to like use this as an own. That's that's uh, my yeah. that's my conspiracy I, theory on it. I don't I don't even know, man. I I and then he like later he he went on uh, an interview. Uh, or he did an interview with some news people, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, we should bring back uh, caning people in Congress. Maybe then we wouldn't have so much fucking arguments and whatnot." And it's like, hey, um. No, that's I, I that's don't know. Uh, you I believe a great thing say. for a horrible reason situation, because I agree. Well, I, I think we should bring back the canings just because just for entertainment value. I just don't know what else because it would be cool. No, no. <laughs> what you're I, I he wants to do it because he wants to beat up union bosses and you're he wants a to United like United States senator. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Jesus. Although Bernie like Sanders should have caned him. He should have hit him I'd with his cane. See- I'd love to see Fetterman clob this guy. Oh, my God. Dude, this guy and Fetterman tag teaming Mark Wayne Mullen. You know, he can bring in whoever he wants. I guarantee I guarantee the union guys are winning. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking moron. What a stupid idiot. Anyway, so we've covered Warner Brothers uh, for a little while now. We've We've kind of followed, you know, how... They've they, they've kind of fallen off as a studio um, in terms of like canceling just shit left and right, making just weird long term um, strategy decisions, you know, kind of ruining their reputation, taking stuff off of HBO Max, canning movies and just generally being kind of shitty. Like they were like if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, they were like one of the shittier companies during like the strikes, you know? 
They're like, no, actually, you right. should fucking starve and die and then come crawling back to us, actors right. and writers. So they've they've kind of been on a shit streak lately, and they canceled another movie, Coyote vs. Acme, which allegedly, from what I've heard, the people that were at like the test screenings for it, I think it was like the families of like the the people making it, they were invited to the, to, to to this. Um, it was gonna be good. It was gonna be a good fucking movie. I guess the the idea was um, Wiley Coyote because he keeps buying shit from the Acme Company in the in the cartoons where he's trying to you know brutally viciously murder the Roadrunner. Uh, the yeah. shit all fails and he like takes them to court. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck so, yeah. Yeah, that would have been that. That's a fun premise, I think. And from what I've seen, all signs are pointing towards this was going to be a good movie. But for reasons that I don't believe are known, they just kind of they just kind of scrapped it. I, actually, this was I a heard, finished I movie. Heard, I heard a reason. I heard for one reason why it was scrapped. So um, I, I if I if I remember correctly, the uh, FTC Federal Trade Commission or something. I forget which. which That's what the FTC is. Yeah, um, they're going after Warner Brothers for um, like fraudulent, like fraudulently getting loans from the government. Or uh, tax write-offs, or something like that. Uh, to well, that's make what these this, movies. That's what this is about. Yeah, I mean, the, to make these movies and then just cash in on them. Yeah, uh, on the government, but not release the movie. Yeah, that's well. That's actually what this. That's what I was leading to. So, oh, oh dude, yeah, hell yeah. So this, this this movie. So look at me. Look at me go. Where was I? They um yeah they just they scrapped it out of nowhere. This finished movie. That they spent seventy million dollars on, uh, they scrapped it for a tax write-off, the, like a like a tax credit for yeah. I believe like thirty some million dollars, and uh, just off the top, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. But the actual like the the actual story here is uh, Congressman uh, Texas Representative uh, Joaquin Castro. Uh, wrote a letter to the Justice Department and the FTC to like look into this shit. Uh, back in April, he actually put out a letter to uh, let me let me pull it up. He uh, he addressed it to the uh, Attorney General and the Assistant Attorney General, um, basically Could that saying be Merrick Garland, huh? That'd be Merrick Garland. Uh, it was a letter yeah, from Merrick Garland. Yeah, Merrick oh, Garland, cool. like that. Yeah, Fuck yeah. So yeah, he wrote to Merrick. What's with the What's with the Congress names? I feel like there's a higher rate of weird names in Congress you know than like in the real my world. Name, I'm gonna name my change my name to Chud Grizzly, <laughs> and I'm gonna run for a Senate. And there's Senator Grizzly. Dude, you would ace the Republican primary. Some Chud Grizzly. I I last <laughs> night I drank a keg of beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's just all, like you. I wear designer jeans to the ranch. Anyway. So he wrote a, a letter to the attorney general, the, the assistant attorney general uh, at the United States Department of Justice and the antitrust uh, division uh, specifically. So he he was basically urging them to look into the merger between Discovery and Warner Media because it, it, it was you can make a pretty strong argument just like kind of looking at it on the surface level, even that this was like a huge antitrust thing because it's these huge. Right media companies that are merging together after AT&T buys Time Warner another right. huge merger like it's right. very clearly heading towards 
you know, just a, a monopoly where you own everything and you can decide what does and doesn't get released and you compete, you, you can compete against yourself. In a, in a, in Off a, in topic a, question. Yes. Uh, so AT&T, did they start out as AT and then they, then the telephone was, was invented and they're like, oh, and, and T. Yeah. And by the way. And T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Turner is uh, somewhere in there. One of the T's is Turner. I don't know. That could be wrong. That could be entirely well, wrong. Well, I know that I know that AT&T stands for um American Telegraph and Telephone. Oh, okay. So I was way off. I was way off. Yeah, you were fucking I was fucking fu- moron. You, dude, I'm a- you idiot. So anyway, thank you for listening to another <laughs> <laughs> You just start crying. Uh, <laughs> no, so I do I want to I want to quote this article from the Hollywood Reporter link in description. Uh, so this is from the letter. Uh, the damage to content creators whose projects are canceled in deep development and post-production cannot be overstated, stated the April 7th letter. Such cancel such cancellations stain these projects, making them less appealing and marketable to other buyers. Consumers will likely never be able to watch shows purchased then canceled by WBD. WBD's conduct uh, conduct amounts to a de facto catch and kill practice, vastly limiting consumer choice. And there's they go into more detail, and you can read the letter. Um, Man, cancel culture strikes again. Eh? <laughs> you fucking cancel culture. <laughs> Can't say anything anymore. Can't say the script for the Batgirl movie and act it out and <laughs> cinematograph it, it, it and uh, and score it. Cinematographed it. Is yeah, that- when you when you cinema c- cinematograph c- cinematograph. <laughs> oh shit! I almost said it. Bad word. Oh god, that was an accident. Ah! It was Planet of the Apes. Now I'm gonna get canceled. Shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway yeah this I was apologize on behalf of myself and the academy <laughs> so uh this this letter was in the wake of the batgirl cancellation which yeah that was uh, a 90 million dollar movie that was it was either completely finished or like just about there uh just just for fucking tax reasons yes you have your I, hand raised. I think it's funny that batgirl is called batgirl when really harley quinn should be called batgirl Button, no, that applies. wasn't a joke. I'm being, I'm being logical here. Uh, Harley Quinn carries a bat. Isn't that her whole shtick? Isn't that her whole thing? Carrying a bat? We gotta wait for the studio audience to calm down. They always take just a little too long. That's almost insulting. <laughs> <laughs> really peters out at the end. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Batman doesn't carry a bat, right? Yeah, but he's a bat. Fuck you. He's you know called why? Batman because he started the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, by the way, Batgirl, uh, first DC movie led by a Latina. That's mentioned that's in the article, and I think Love that's worth it. mentioning. Uh, Come just at us, Ben Shapiro. Thrown out. Come on us. <laughs> Fight me, Ben. Dude, fucking thrown out into the ditch just for tax reasons and also probably, you know, the added benefit of not having to pay people, you know, once the movie right. releases. Is that uh, really how it scummy works? People. Well, so, I mean, it depends on, like, what, like, um, you know, what field you're in or, like, which department you work in. But a lot of times, especially actors, make money and, and writers, too, I believe. 
they make like some money up front, like for their labor, and then they make residuals. Right. And it's all oh, right. And like a sure. portion of like the box office and stuff. And if there's no box office, then you know, you don't have to pay people. So mm-hmm. I mean that's gotta play into it too. But exactly. yeah, I don't know how much of uh of like a credit they got for Batgirl, but um let me yeah, I've been trying to scan the article here. It does not say what the tax credit is, but uh, just trust me, bro. I heard that it was like in the 30s of of millions of dollars. Wow. Yeah, we're I I I really agree with the the take that they had on the Weekly Planet, where uh, they 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 phrase it as uh, we're basically paying them to not release this movie. Right. And at this point, if we're paying, we're, I mean, we are paying for the project, make it public domain. Right. Yeah. That should be in like the contract. If it doesn't release it, it becomes public domain. Yeah. You can either choose to profit from it or not. Yeah. You can't like, you know, either piss or get off the pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, your internet's taking a shit. Dude, your internet's taking a shit. There we go. Now we're back. Yeah. Now you're back. Fucking bad internet having ass. Ouch. Anyway, um, where was I? Yeah, fucking make it public domain. Let us have it. Like, right? There's got to be some way that we can like claw this shit back. Oh god, I gotta work my computer less. It is, it is chugging. It might crash again. Truth be, truth be told. What do you have running on it? I well, I'm. I don't. don't I'm also playing Doom in the background. (laughs) I also have 64 instances of Doom Classic running. I also have... have, In a fucking virtual machine. I also have Google Chrome open with 82 fucking tabs. Oh my god, it just stopped detecting my other monitor. That's great. I love that. Um, Anyway, show must go on. Come on, IT guy. Figure it out. Come on. Let me me follow the CompTIA troubleshooting theory. So first we got to identify (laughs) the problem. My left monitor isn't working. Then I gotta fucking fix it. That's step two. Fix it. <laughs> step one. What's what's going on? Step two. Fix that shit. That's how I would do it. That's how I would right. write out the the troubleshooting theory. Right. Right. But yeah, uh, I uh, I believe this is a quote from uh, from the the representative, but he. Um, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, let's let's just say yeah, let's say that he said it. Um, it's like burning down a building for the insurance money. I think that is a right. very apt comparison. I think that's right. exactly what right. we're seeing here. I mean, if it's not that, what else? What it? What is it? You know, right. like you for are sure. burning down this project for the insurance money. Why are we giving yeah. them money for this? I don't. Know. I thought that we lived in a, a free market economy. I thought. I thought that the reason that these people deserve to make oodles of money is because they take all the risk. Right. Where's the fucking risk? Right. Right. Where is the risk when we're, we're just, we'll just bail them out. Like you can't even make an argument in favor of it. Like with like big banks, like you can make an argument for bailing out like wall street, but you can't make an argument for bailing out Warner brothers. Are they too big to fail? Right. Well, I just, I'm curious. Like, it just seems like both Wiley Coyote and Batgirl would have made them more money than $30 million. Yeah, that's the part that I don't understand. Like, it seems like two things that fans really want and that, like, regardless, you're going to get your money back. 
yeah not I only just, your money back but plus some yeah i don't understand like even if it's not profitable 30 million dollars that's like half the budget you're still taking right. a, a massive right. loss on this so i i honestly do not understand what's going on here other than they just need extremely short term or a uh, yeah like short term cash like they need money right now right they should call jg wentworth 877 cash now that's what i think i was thinking about that ad like two <laughs> days ago too they have a structured settlement and they need cash it's now my money and i want it now it's the taxpayer's money and i need it now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but I, even if it's not profitable, like there's no way they don't have the confidence that it will make more than $30 million. Right. Right. And Batgirl, like there's no way that they like made any real profit off of it unless they're just trying to be evil. Like I genuinely, that part, I do not understand. Right. So write in Warner brothers executives. Tell us on, why you're, you're so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. We know you're listening. Come on. Also, Kevin Feige, I know, I know you're listening too. Um, so, I like Marvel a lot, a lot, but recently it's. Oh, wait, on, you man. like Marvel? I, I I dabble. Okay. Wait, you like comic book characters? You like comic books? You? Yeah, a little bit. Alex? A little bit. You like? A little bit. Wow. I say this wow. next to my three full boxes of comic books and the overflow stack. You literally sent Snapchat sent me pictures of like, wow, this is so, this is so, this is, he really bitch slapped this, this guy. And I'm like, that's cool. You hate me. I do. You only hate me because you're dyslexic. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I get the hate. You can't see the pictures. That's why I hate fuck so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you heard it here first. So yeah, Warner Brothers do better. You need to do better. Uh, so I don't remember if I shared the initial story with you, but Snoop Dogg put out a post a few days ago saying that he's, he's giving up on smoke and he said, you know, please respect my privacy at this time. And that was it. Are you, is this ringing a bell at all? Uh, I never, I haven't heard that from him, but it, so here's the thing. I think he's like 73 at this point. <laughs> Jesus. No, really. He's old. The motherfucker's old. Hold on. So, There's no way that he's 70. He's really old. That would be Look so funny to find. He's 52. Oh, shit. Never mind. I thought he you was don't look a day over 73. You don't look a day over 21 years older than you are. I swear to God, one day at an undisclosed time in the past, I looked up Snoop Dogg's age and it said like 69. And maybe then I did you the were math. looking up Snoopy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you were looking up He's when 52. Snoopy was anyway. created. Anyway. Uh, so it makes sense though. There's a lot of comorbidities when it comes to smoking anything. And so, um, I, especially now he's getting like, he's getting older. He's 73 um, now. No, he's 52. I've heard. Um, I hear he doesn't have a story mode. <laughs> US That's a callback for the real fans. Uh, what did U.S. intelligence say that he's stopping smoking, Alex? Is that what they said? Yeah, they said um, on behalf of Snoop Dogg, we would like to say I'm giving up on smoke. Please respect my privacy right now. <laughs> so he put that out a few days ago and everyone was like, oh, wow, that's honestly very surprising. Like weed is like his entire thing, you know, it's his whole shtick, it's his yeah. whole shtick. 
Um, or should I say it's this whole sticky icky? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, it's like hearing that Seth Rogen gave up on weed. It's like yeah. hearing that I gave up on weed. Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> <in Siri. laughs> <laughs> 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 oh, it's we have so fun here. Funny, but seriously, but it's so funny. Oh, I love he just it. laughs like a guy. He just happens to be famous. I don't know how to do it. You gotta like pull your throat back for that one. You're getting there. It's very baritone. You know? I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, so he puts that out. Everyone's like, oh my God, Snoop Dogg of all people is quitting weed. That's, that's yeah. great. You know, good for him, you know, taking charge of his health, you know, I, I guess, you know, smoking that much for that long. Like, you know, there, there's got to be, you know, medical problems you encounter there. So, you know, it makes sense. And, you know, I wish him the best. And, you know, some people were trying to speculate more about like his private life. But, you know, it, it kind of got shut down by people being like, no, he said respect his privacy. He, I don't right. think he wants us speculating about him. I don't think he wants mm. us like acting like we know him, you know, so we should just like leave him alone right now. And uh, we heard from him again. I got um, hacked. Huh? <laughs> Did he, did he, did he tweet, did he ask, I got hacked? <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be like, that would be like one of the best, <laughs> one of the best tweets right next to the, uh, Eli Lilly, we're making all of our insulin free. Oh yeah. X. Oh dude. No, that would be funny. I promise you, I don't want to pull the curtain back too much. I promise you it is infinitely funnier. Oh, yes. Hit me. Okay. So anyway, so so he posts that. He posts, (laughs) I'm giving up smoke. Now, this is an article that I came across earlier today. This is from one day ago from uh, KGET17. Uh, It's a local news station from fucking somewhere. Um, I I don't, I I think, I won't tell. I'm just going to pull up the video. I'm just pulling up the video because you need to. All right, turn it on. Um, giving up smoke. I know what you're thinking. Snoop, smoke is kind of your whole thing. But I'm done with it. Done with the coughing and my clothes smelling all sticky. Oh, wait, let me turn. Let me I'm show. going smokeless. Solo stove fixed fire. They took out the smoke. Clever. It's a fucking ad for Solo Stove. <laughs> it's a fucking I haven't announced I'm giving up smoke <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> I'm not even mad I know I'm not Snoop Dogg I love him I just no yeah that's fine <laughs> that's cool all right you know no, I you love know what? that we live at least with Snoop Dogg I like that we live in a society that where you'd love him either way oh yeah I you know. I think this might be the funniest possible outcome from this situation. I don't think I could have even predicted when right. like whatever number of days ago he posted that. When, when did he post that? how much money he got paid to do this ad. Dude, dude, the fucking intern, whatever intern came up with this, genius. Yeah. Look at me. I you said that and I was like, oh, yeah, there are a lot of corn morbidities associated with any, any, yeah. any smoke. And I then did like Snoop Dogg was like, I did like was that. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this was five days. So about four days between 
this announcement that he's giving up smoke and this fucking ad. I, I respect an ad campaign that can like, you know, unravel itself, unwrap itself over a few days, keep people wondering. This was genius. Cause it got Mm -hmm. everyone talking. If it was just that video where he was like, I'm giving up smoke. You know, I Snoop Dogg, I love to smoke a lot, but I'm giving up smoke, but not in the way that you think. He wiggles his finger at the camera and it's a fucking solo stove. I think everyone would be like, this is the corniest shit I have ever seen. And I'm here for it. Well, it would be cute. I, I wouldn't mind it. But the fact that they put out that very serious looking Instagram post mm-hmm. where he's like, mm-hmm. Guys, I'm giving up smoke. Please respect my privacy. Okay, this is a big Wait, announcement for me. To, wouldn't he have to disclose that that's an ad? Technically, that isn't an ad because he's not mentioning a product. Oh. He's just saying that he's giving up smoke. Ah. Set up for an advertisement is way different from an actual advertisement. Right, if, right. If I were gotcha. to say, like, you know, oh, I really wish I could watch videos online. And then a few days later, I'm like, by the way, you should download YouTube. Like that's, there's only one ad there, you know? And yeah. it's, it's the second right. thing. Right. But yeah, I the just imagined you type roping, tight roping. And you're like, I wish I could watch videos online. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had some kind of tube that you could download for free on the app store. <laughs> if only you had some kind of raid shadow legends <laughs> <laughs> oh dude oh man i was just thinking the other day about how much i want to play raid shadow legends and then i saw right, a game right. called raid shadow legends for free on the app store here's a <laughs> man, qr I code just, i remember last night i was thinking about how i love to raid in the shadows with my legend with legends <laughs> and i went on the app store wow <laughs> Anyway, dude, I, I was fucking floored when I saw that it was an ad. I That's, love that. Good on you. You know, touche. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Good, good on you. Good, but good now job. we will never believe him if he actually does quit. Yeah, it's kind of little boy who cried wolfed himself at yeah. this point. But, so, you know, quitting weed doesn't pay. This funny. pays. I think if he, instead of, like, if he actually does choose to quit weed, I think it'd be funny if he's just like, hey, guys, I'm actually quitting weed. Yeah. <laughs> Also buy a solo stove. Let's just get that also out of the way. But yeah, buy, yeah. guys, just, we have fun here, but seriously, I am quitting. Right. Me. And he says, guys, we have fun here, but seriously. We, we He's like, fun. they say that on this podcast that I like. Yeah. Anyway, funniest goddamn outcome. I love that. Anyway, we watched a movie this week. We, we watched, watched FNAF at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, is what we watched. That's where uh, I want to be. Thank you, Jack Black, by the way, for making that sound. That that now I made the sound, but I was inspired by Jack Black, who made the original bit for that, uh, which has been memed to high heaven, and I love it. I'm here for it. Well, come uh, to find out, and I did not. I thought for the, a while that Jack Black just like did that song. Like I thought that was just like a little thing that he put together and sang. No, that's yeah. just a song that exists that someone yep. wrote about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. I thought it was yep. just a Jack Black thing. It's great. It's great. I love it. It was in the credits for FNAF, the movie, by the way. FNAF Jack Fred. Black? No, the song. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I didn't, I didn't watch that far in. You didn't watch the credits? You didn't watch no. like the beginning of the credits? No. I, the credits came and I left. 
All right. I flipped off the screen too. The credits are a lot like Louis C.K. in in that in that regard. Because <clears throat> because when because both of them when they come you you leave you you get out of there. You stole that from someone. You son of a bitch. To my knowledge, okay. To my knowledge, in my <laughs> recollection, I don't believe I stole that from anyone. Okay, I'm watching you. Feel free to fact check me. But anyway, what did you think of it? You know, I I was telling you on the phone, I feel like um, I I wish this movie had a little bit of a a larger budget. I think they did phenomenal with the budget that they had. Um, I just some of the uh, some of the shots were just a little a little corny. And I was like, okay, it's fine. It's a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. That's fine. Um, However, I, I would say for what they lacked in like sophisticated shots and in good uh, like and, and good practical props uh they really made up for in the animate animatronic oh for sure that they had those are um, practical by the way yeah all practical done by and, the jim henson um, company in fact in fact and i think they did an excellent job at um at making it just it, i mean it was practical so it looked real but like mm-hmm. actually making it look real oh I yeah i think that was that was such a great feat of, of uh, engineering and, and inspiration. Um, well, also perfect one-to-one translations of the, of the models oh, in the yeah. game. Right. Which I that's, haven't played the game, but... You should. It's fun. Agreed. It's fun. No. It gets, it gets no. jump scary. I, my whole thing is being a contrarian, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a contrarian, so there. There we go. Um, that's why we work. Yeah, that's why we work. Uh, but I was telling you, I was telling you on the phone that, um, given the the small budget and the and the, uh, I'm trying to say this without making it sound insulting, but I mean it enduringly. The kind of corny plot. Yeah. Um. Uh. I feel like it's like when you mix hot Cheetos and mac and cheese together, and they're both you would they're kind of cheap and you wouldn't eat them on their own, but when you put them together, it's delicious. I like them um, better separate. I like just the mac and cheese, actually. See, now you're being the contrarian. That's why I'm not a contrarian. You keep saying that, and I disagree. Alex, I disagree. (laughs) Anyway, we have fun here, but seriously, we have fun here, but seriously. No, I I think Um, they they do a really good job with the budget that they have. Um, Mm -hmm. They this it depends on your taste, I suppose. Right. But they never show like the animatronics attacking. It's always like shadows or like. You know, it cuts right. away, right. which I feel like is is something that was a lot like people tolerated that a lot more in the past. But I feel like yeah. we've gotten to a point where every movie is like a big budget spectacle. And, you know, yeah. they have like, <clears throat> you know, good like CGI animation or at least, you know, CGI animation doesn't have to be good. Right. But people are used to like seeing the shit that happens. So I think it's a it, people are less forgiving when you kind of do like little camera and editing tricks to like show it, but not show it. I Mm -hmm. personally, I don't mind it. I still, you know, I, I appreciate the art of, of, you know, showing something without going through the labor intensive process of actually like, I don't know, cutting someone in half at the torso, you know? Right. I think, I think, Um, you know, it's good and they do well with what they have. The only thing I would critique it on is it's 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 plot. I thought it was like, and this may be because it's I watched thin. the MatPat videos about this plot, but that was Did you like pre-game easily, with that? No, I, that was easily like seven years ago. Oh, okay. So you were already that a was, fan. You're a fan from way back. 
I suppose. I, I'm 23. <laughs> like, like, sure, I guess. But well, I mean, like, I, got on- I feel like we think of FNAF as like a little kids game, but like our our generation was the little kids. Our playing generation it. took that shit fucking seriously. I will be. Yeah. I will admit. No, we were like um, the FNAF generation. You know, we were like right. Gen One. Right. <laughs> right. Um. So it might be that I just know the plot a little bit more than someone who has not obviously yeah i kind of went in blind i felt like the i felt like the plot was kind of too predictable like i knew instantly that the the um the job guy that helps like people find jobs i instantly knew he was the bad guy i knew something was up with him but yeah i didn't see it going where it did just because like i i kind of stayed away from like fnaf lore videos like I never right. really got into the game, so I wasn't motivated to learn about the lore. Right. That and it was like notorious for being overly complicated and always changing and being like forty percent speculation. Right. Like the duct tape right, like, and spit holding it together is what Matt Pat reckons. Right. Uh but can I tell you the scene where I, I figured out that the the hiring guy was the was the guy, was the bad guy? Yeah, lay lay it on me. So when he's calling him about the position, right? And he's he's like the guy Mike, I think By the way, I Michael thought he Wright. was just the phone guy like from the video game. May I think they merged those two, the purple guy. Yeah, and I mean, the phone he guy does together. He does he clearly he does the phone thing, but I thought that was just like yeah. what he was, you know. Right. I thought maybe he was working for the him. bad guy. Right. Well, when he's talking to him, he he's talking about Five Nights at Fr- or Freddy Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Have you ever played the game Five Nights at Freddy's? <laughs> he's pl- he's talking about Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, yeah, uh, in a very enduring tone, uh, as though he knows more than he should know. Oh yeah, not ha- allegedly not having like he's been personally there. involved, right? And then, um, Haley, you know, we're when about FNAF at Freddy's, do you want to join us? She doesn't. And then when you figure out, and this is something that you you figure out like kind of halfway through the movie. Um, when the main character's brother was, was kidnapped, Mm -hmm. right? Um, when the hiring guy is looking through Mike's like file, right? He sees the last name and goes, oh shit, I kidnapped his brother. Yeah. Like you see, you see the wheels turn and he gets really nervous. Like shit, this is, this is the guy whose brother I kidnapped and put into him animatronic bear probably maybe. Um, I'm not sure if his brother was put into a bear, but I don't, I, well, I think, I, yeah, I guess he, he, he would have been cause that was like the guy's whole thing, but like he wasn't one right. of the animatronics. Right. That's one continuity that's thing that I'm like, what, where, where did that go? I feel like they um, only like, that's only because like the plot needed to go a certain way. Like it needed to unfold probably. a certain way. Yeah. Um, but but I, I didn't understand I like the last name thing. I was like, what, what is, right. what is the significance here? Also, I yeah, don't know. I don't know why, but I just assume he wouldn't get the kid's name. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I just like he wouldn't remember his name. Like, no, I feel like the the guy that um, what was it, William Afton? I I feel like. By the way, spoilers. Um, I feel like I don't know. I I guess I've never kidnapped a kid, so I wouldn't know firsthand. But I feel like do do they learn the names of the kids that they kidnap? It depends. I mean, if anything, I, so it would be like I, the, so the first name, but like the reason I say I, it depends. So there's a YouTube channel called Casual Criminalist, uh, hosted by a YouTuber named Simon, Simon Whistler. He's a really great um, love him. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's the today I found I out love. guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's cool. 
Um, but he does the casual criminalist and I've just binge watched like a lot of his videos like last year. And, um, so depending on the person, depending on like, um, how cocky the murderer gets, sometimes mm. they'll remember the name and try to fuck with the family. Um, which is fucked up. And so that's the other thing too. Um, I know because it's five nights at Freddy's, I'm like, okay, I, I know the whole thing. They put the kids in the suits, blah, 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 blah. But also, like, if you're not looking at this from like the Five Nights at Freddy's perspective, this is fucked up. Oh, this is kind of sure. a fucked up movie. Um, about a child murderer yeah. who went uncaught and then his daughter became a police officer and didn't fucking arrest him. Can I can I add the caveat and we can we might we might talk about this more later. Um I'm just gonna say I'm gonna front load this with I don't believe for a second that she was a real cop. I just feel like she's got too much crazy in her eyes. Yeah. I thought so, there was going to be a reveal. Like, I thought they were going to, like, reveal that she just, like, bought the uniform or whatever. Yeah, which you can just do, by the way. <laughs> you can just go on Amazon and just buy the patches and the the, the, the jackets. And you can just they do They got to get them somewhere. Oh, here's another thing. And I'm not sure if... Kind of unrelated, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I'm not sure if I'll get in trouble for saying this, but... Um, you know, you can just buy needles on Amazon, right? Like injection, like hypodermic needles for yeah. injection. You can just buy those on Amazon. They're really cheap. It's like 20 bucks for a box. It's not well, that bad. It's like a medical supply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, depending on the state too, I think is, is the other thing. So, yeah. um, I just like to use them for fun. I don't even fill them with them anything. I just shoot blanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just have but, a vein uh, fixation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like also the plot kind of lulled, um, kind of just in the middle bit in the middle third yeah. I just was like, it's just kind of the same. Like he has the same dream. He sees the ghost kids. He's like, where's what happened yeah. to my brother? What did you think of the dream stuff? I thought it was dry. I just, I, 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 I thought it was an interesting was, mechanic, but I don't know I if they, they really ended into, up doing much with it. They didn't. They should have gone more into the like into the backstory of the kids and like yeah, they should have it, shown the purple guy. Use and, it to show like, stuff. I feel like it was very one sided um, with the ghost kids being able to go into his memories, but him not being able to go into theirs. Um, right. I think it would have been a really good dynamic to have him to be able to like to see how they were murdered. Um, yeah, and it could be a way put, to show like you know progress for the protagonist. Be like, oh yeah, he can like he's better at dream stuff now. That's right. that's a that's a good think, thing for him. I also think it'd be like a really great um conflict of interest for him between finding out who killed his brother and finding justice for these kids and stopping whatever is going on. Yeah. Um and I think that would have been a really interesting thing to explore. Um I I would argue that the reason they didn't make the plot more more in depth was because of a budgetary issue. Probably. Um, uh but I think it was worth it if if they spent that money on the animatronic suits or on the on the puppet suits. Well, I don't know if it would um, be a money thing so much as just like a like a runtime thing, and like I mean, it was all like just make it two out two and a half hours, just make it two and a half hours. Yeah, but like people will watch it. People will watch it. It's Five Nights at Freddy's. People will watch it. Yeah, well, like yeah, it comes down to pacing. It comes down to runtime. Comes down to like you know, how disjointed it might feel if you include more things. But I, I do think that all, as far as all the dream stuff goes, like they really need to do something to justify why they're including that in the plot. 
because uh, it's not real. Like, that's not like a real theory. If anything, it's the exact opposite. I feel like they should have led with that. I I feel like they should have, instead of, um, I forget, I kind of forget how the movie started now. Did it start with the camping trip with him as a kid? That might, no, I think that came because you get like the reveal of like why um, Josh Hutcherson like beat up the guy in the mall. I think it starts with that, maybe. Yeah, I think it's like opening credits and then that, whatever. Anyway, I may be wrong on this, but I, if, if my memory serves correctly, they did not start with the camping trip and his brother being kidnapped. And I feel like yeah, they should have started with that just to just to have us start with like, a, oh, what's going on? And then later on, put all the pieces together. Yeah, I, but, I mean, I don't mind how they did it because like you get you get kind of a like a flow of, uh, of exposition about, you know, the right. main guy about Mike. Yeah. What was his name? Mike. I think his name is Mike. Let's let's fucking go with that. So, yeah. yeah, no, you get you see him. He's like kind of he's wayward, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's job searching. Um, then you see him beat up this guy, and you're like, "What the fuck is this about?" Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking intrigued. And then you realize, oh, it's because he has a very close personal connection to childhood kidnappings. Right. Right. So I don't mind how they did it. I just really think they gotta justify the dream stuff more because, yeah. like, it's it's not yeah. like the. I mean, it, it's. I think people understand it better now. I think Adam ruins everything. Did something on it, or someone like that did something about how like memories don't really work that way. It might have been in the forensics episode of Adam ruins everything, but like the the more that you recall a memory, the worse you recall it because you're recalling yourself recalling it basically right so like if you right if something happens you don't think about it for a while you're more likely to remember it accurately let's when you it, when let's it's put it this way memories are like vhs right the more you watch them the worse they get yeah well yeah it, it gets distorted uh you just you just lose information you you know hear something and then it like blends with your memories and then you know suddenly you remember it differently it's it's a whole messy subject I think Knives Out did that did the that really well. When, Knives Out when and Glass they, Onion, yeah, they both yeah kind of show how memory can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly, you know, if you're if you're constantly recalling this this memory where you did not see the guy's face, you didn't right. see. You're not gonna like invent. You're not gonna conjure this guy's face. That's not how that works. Yeah, but. No, the more you remember it, the more it gets distorted. It's like you're recording a tape over itself over and over again, like you said. I think it would have been cool, though, if he were to remember at least like one, like one significant detail, which was like the color of his jacket, which was purple. Yeah, purple guy. Like that, that would have, yeah, we would all be like, oh, purple guy. There we go. They never mentioned him. Yeah. Well, I mean, purple guy is William Afton. Yeah. They just don't make him purple. Yeah, I they should have. They should have painted him purple, right? I, th- I think. Okay, so all right, it's just. <laughs> she's like a blue man. It's just shaggy. Thing, but he's purple. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just shaggy. It's it's just Matthew Little. It's it's just yeah. William Afton. Um, at the beginning when when he's the job guy, but then when he comes back later, as Springtrap, he lifts up the the Springtrap helmet, painted purple. Mm. Right. Right. That's how I envision it. <laughs> um. I. I. I, I have a funny story about the voice of Shaggy, by the way. Um, so, uh, what's his face? What's his name again? I'm so Matthew sorry. Matthew Lillard. 
Matthew Lillard. Uh, he was doing the the um, fuck game. You go in to test out the character audition auditions good good job gavin we're getting there we're getting there all right he went to the audition to be shaggy for that one um for that one uh fucking scooby-doo movie and he said to do the voice he had to like really wear out his voice first to get the like oh man scoob that kind of thing yeah. going. and um so he he t- tells the story about how he was in the parking lot um and he Just had to like wear his voice packs. for the audition no, he was screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so he's screaming, and he's trying to wear out his voice. And then someone comes up to his window and goes, "Hey, are you all right? Do you do you need something? Like you're?" He's like, "No, I'm just." He probably sounded like this. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to do the. I have an audition for a thing I can't tell you about. Uh, just trust me, I'm fine. <laughs> so is I, this I, audition I in the room with us right now? <laughs> right right um oh i love that I, I think it would be funny though to merge the universes of scooby-doo and five nights at freddy's because five nights at freddy's would be a perfect scooby-doo plot or scream you could be the guy from no, scream because he was it's only also a shaggy's dude. in it because i imagine shaggy being the murderer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway we have fun here but seriously we have fun um, here but seriously what else do i want what else do the the animatronics themselves they like i get like the arc that they try to do where it's like oh they're there's these scary monsters but oh they're misunderstood they're actually ghost kids and oh they're also very friendly i guess i well, feel like that that turn kind of comes out of nowhere don't you think well, i i think so too i wish they would have done a better job at showing um the kind of insidiousness of it because the whole time they're having fun with the girl, it's only to gain her trust to kill her. I don't think that, um, I don't think that when she touched that guitar and got electrocuted, that that was by accident. Um, yeah. I also question how lucid these kids are, you know, like, well, cause they kind of act like, well, you know how originally the lore was that these are just animatronics that are on like, they have like a weird advanced AI, right? And so right. they're, they just kind of have this compulsion to, uh, to stuff people into suits because they think that they're animatronics without the suits, right? And they're not allowed to like be seen without the suits. Is that, the, is that the actual lore? That was what, that, that was like the lore gleamed from the first game. That was before okay. they did anything with like dead kids or whatever. Gotcha. So that was like the OG lore. And they kind of... They they still act that way for some reason, even though they're actually playful kids, you know. And like even after the, like the reveal that they're just like these misunderstood like lost souls, like they you know they still want to like kill this girl and like stuff her in a suit. I don't know if they know that they're killing her. Like I don't know if they think that like they're just you know making her able to play with them or whatever as like a stuffed bear, you know. Right. Like I, you don't I, really I get think, a sense of like, I don't know. You don't need to like know who these kids are or whatever. Like you don't need to like feel like you've known them, you know, like, like I don't, I don't, I'm not asking for that level of characterization, but I just want to know like, what's their state? What is their mental state? Is this like a child or is this like a lobotomized kid stuffed into a fucking thing that I isn't, I, that can't really I, think, you know? I, I see your point too with that. Cause I was kind of confused where, excuse me i was kind of confused where the character of the ghost kid 
uh, stops and where the character Freddy begins. Yeah, exactly. Where was that? Because also, were they that. were they claiming to be these mascots when they were playing with this girl? Because because the when the ghost kid well, like is seen, at, I guess. But like they communicate through dreams. But also, so I the, feel the like, imaginary friends, like those are the ghost kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like doing some level of communication with with was the kid the girl's name Abby. Let's go with yeah. that. They were communicating with her on some level, so, but I could, but she calls them like by the, the, the animatronic names, she calls them by the mascot right. names. So do, do right. does she think that she's like playing with the mascots? Does she like it? Cause when the, when the kid shows up, when the, the Freddy ghost shows up at the house, he's like, not yeah. Freddy. It's, it's me, this ghost child. It, it just, it's, it never seems clear. Like as far as the animatronics go, and as far as the ghost kids to go, it do- it doesn't seem like anyone really knows who's who, you know. Like we we don't right. get a we're not on the same page at all, right? Um, I I totally I get you there. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things. <laughs> also, yeah, the cupcake. Who the fuck's that? Yeah, is that a child? I don't know. Was that an abortion? <laughs> yeah no that's i'm sorry that was a dumb joke <laughs> he spring trapped just a pregnant woman's belly <laughs> Jesus, Christ. let's go with that <laughs> it was real awkward to maneuver right. then he was like I'll, I'll take that right right um so that's the other thing too like why didn't the adults who were killed by him by the by the animatronics become animatronics yeah that's that's another thing i don't get why are first of all more broadly why are they killing people why are they so like murderous i assume it's because william afton was like oh don't let anyone near you they'll try to kill you or something they'll be mean to you so be murderous kill these people because he drew a drawing like because i thought the whole point of freddy like of actual five nights at freddy's the game was that these animatronics know their kids that have been killed. Right. I, I'm not really the person to ask about that. The only game okay. that I've played is the first one. And I've right. The most that I've watched in terms of like lore videos is just the, like Matt Pat's uh, like timeline videos. Right. Because the whole thing is if they know that they were killed by him, why would they be working for him then? Well, or working with him, at least as far as the movie goes, I don't, I don't really know much about the plots of the games. Uh, as far as this movie goes, he just like convinced that. Well, because that kind of ties into my question about how sentient these kids are and like what they remember. Because like he he killed right. them, and then he stuffed them into these suits. Um, by the way, why didn't anyone search them when they were looking for the bodies? But I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much do they know? Do they remember being killed? Do they know they're dead? Right. Or did he, I mean, did he kill them and then put them in the suits or did he just put them in the suits and they died in the suits? I think at least in the game lore, they were killed and then put into the suits. Cause he was like, Oh, well the first one, at least he was like, Oh fuck, where do I put this thing? You right. Know, this child corpse. Oh, I'll stuff it into the nearest thing that I see, which is this animatronic right. Uh, suit. Right. But, um, no. So how much do they, cause he, I guess he killed them and then like, summoned their spirits into the fucking suits and then he was like oh by the way i'm like your buddy or something 
just so strange. I didn't. It's, that's I don't get. I don't understand it. I don't. It doesn't bother me, but like it's frustrating to like try to decipher in any kind of uh, depth or detail. I think it would have been better to have uh, instead of like the like Will Afton be the bunny animatronic because wasn't that animatronic not in the game? Like I mean, it was in the game, but wasn't it not like a dude in a suit? But it was no, actually it, its its own animatronic. Actually, I think that is lifted pretty directly from the lore. Um, yeah, Springtrap, that was a character that William Afton, like, personally created, and he had, like, you know, a, a very strong connection to. So, like, that was, like, that was his first suit. Okay. You know what I mean? And it was one of the ones where you could either have it be a free-roaming animatronic, or you could have a person inside. And he died, in the game, I believe, very similar to how he died in the movie, where it, like kind of yeah. you know it you know it spring trapped him it like trapped him inside right. and like poked at okay. him and, and killed him and like constricted him uh so that's right. that's pretty directly from the games like that is spring trap is william afton like he died in the suit he he like used it to terrorize people either in the game or like in the background lore uh but then he died in the suit and then he like came back as a spirit possessing this suit slash See, his corpse why didn't they just do that so and so instead of having him or just be the bunny dude. Uh, well, because they're they trying just, to set up uh, a sequel, I think. Well, but this is the other thing. Like, they could still do that. So if they just had him be the purple guy, the whole thing is they're trying to figure out who killed these kids, and they find out it's the purple guy. Wait, right? so what do you mean when you say that you want him to be the purple guy? Um, I want him to just be painted purple. I think that would be funny, but I want to know what you mean. You know what I mean by the purple guy, right? Purple guy is William Afton as he's depicted in the games, right? Right. Um, I think it would be cool if instead of having um, William Afton be just like either the hiring guy or the or the bunny in the suit, if they had uh, another character, which was just a guy in like a purple hoodie, right, who was abducting these kids, right? Still William Afton, still the same guy. Um, but the whole plot is more or less centered around them trying to figure out who killed these kids. And they find out that it's this guy in a purple hoodie, a purple guy. Right, and they bring them back somehow. Get them back to Five Nights at Freddy's or <laughs> Freddy Fazbear's And then that's where all the hijinks ensues, right? And then he gets in one of the animatronic suits, gets spring trapped, and then his his soul's still in it. They think it's done because he's dead. And then sequel, or uh, yeah, sequel. I guess I don't know. I'm not really convinced that that would be much better than what we got. I don't. I don't really mind how they did it. But I mean, this the point of Springtrap is it's supposed to be like an aged corpse in this thing. Right. And it's like an right. aged weathered suit. So like if they have him like just have like if they if he like just died in the movie and then he comes back, then it's like, OK, this is a guy that was just alive. What, like, what is this? Right. This is like barely right. a corpse. Um, so like either way, you're if if you have the guy be alive throughout the movie and then be killed. Like you're still like that's ultimately just setting up a sequel where he is like his you know tr- true form if you will, right? But uh, what do you think of the uh, the the child custody stuff? What do you think of the what was it their aunt? Yeah, a lot, I didn't, of, a lot of people like, didn't did, really like that subplot. They, they think it doesn't where make the fuck sense. Did that go? I feel like um like I don't even know why they were like were they just trying to show how. What were they trying to do with that? Well, as far as like serving the plot goes, I guess that like they needed some kind of like 
you know, fire under the ass of Mike to like, you know, get him to get a job and also, you know, introduce the idea that like he has the potential to lose his sister and, you know, he, you know, there's a reason that he doesn't see himself as like fit to raise her. And it's because his aunt is like, you know, very actively trying to gain custody and like make him out like, you know, some loser that can't take care of a kid. So he, you know, ultimately kind of succumbs to that when the animatronics are like, give us your sister. You know, he's kind of worn down to the point that he thinks it's a viable and good option to just give her up because he thinks that he's not good enough. And that's like, I, as far as, but surely he would have known that their goal was to kill her. Right. I think, I don't know. I think he, that's, you kind of got to chalk it up to, uh, he's not in his right mind at that moment. Okay. Yeah, he is on sleeping pills. He is on Let's sleeping pills, and he's Let's, also I, incredibly worn down. He's either on Zolpidem, Tartrate, or Trazodone. Right. Um, but a lot of people, like, I guess the complaint is that the plot doesn't really make sense. Like, why, like, this subplot doesn't make sense. Why does the ant want custody so much? And why did she consider killing him? Like, that doesn't, that seems like a very drastic course Well, she of didn't action. consider killing him, did she? Uh, they're like, we could kill him. And she's just like tempting, but she was like serious, like completely serious about how tempting that option was. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think of that as basically just, they wanted to show that she's like evil or whatever. So they just had her say that. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't take that as anything too deep, but yeah, people don't really, they don't buy the idea that like, she's just after the check, like Mike says, but I mean, people people have done more for less. I think it's partly for the check from the state. I think it's partly a control thing. I think some people just like being in charge of a kid. Mm-hmm. And what happened to his parents? Were they murdered too? The mom died and the dad, like, left. But it's, it, it's kind of kept vague. I think they kind yeah. of... They want to have the opportunity to expand on it more later and like actually, you know, write something in for the dad. But yeah, you could mm-hmm. read it as he died. He, he killed himself because the mom died. Well, because the because the Mike says he like couldn't take it anymore and he just kind of leaves it at that. So mm-hmm. at first I read it as he killed himself, but it could just be that he left. Could be that he can come back later and he can be revealed to be someone like I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like his last name is Schmidt. I think Schmidt is the last name of uh, William Afton's competitor and or business partner. Mm-hmm. So they could do something with that. I think as far as the dad goes, they're just leaving it kind of open ended as right, uh, as a right. future proofing thing. I just think also I, I think that Mike like the second things got got like smelly with this cop. I feel like he should have been like, what's your fucking badge number? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't believe number? she was a cop. I, what, I still me, what's don't your badge number. I look, I can't convince anyone, but I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that like there was supposed to be a, a plot point that w- that ended up being cut where she like wasn't a real cop. Cause I right. just feel like she has imposter written all over her. She like 100%. has crazy eyes. Yeah. And also like, why oh, does she when, know when it, Freddie Fazbear? So well, well cause I, I guess cause she grew up there, but that, yeah, that's for the, well, like, how, she, that she was she, the well, how would she know daughter, that if she but, was just a fan of it? How would she have known like where the back rooms are and where the, well, cause, fucking... cause her dad was William Afton. So I guess yeah, that, but we didn't know that, that at the time. Right. Yeah. He, he should have, well, I guess he was, he was suspicious of her, but 
Yeah. yeah I just don't but believe also, she was a real cop. I feel like there was supposed to be a reveal that she like, you know, she just kind of dresses like that to like, you know, gain entry to places. Maybe. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like that character was kind of poorly written, but, um, but what was I going to say? It was just, I don't things. like how yeah, she gets all see- righteous about the sleeping pills. Right. But like, oh yeah, she throws it in a river. That's a Fuck prescription. You. That's a prescription, motherfucker. <laughs> what are you thinking? Jesus. Yeah, probably violating uh, HIPAA laws too by like interrogating um, this guy about it. Maybe it depends on if she's doing a criminal investigation, I think, but well, she's not a real cop, so she can't do criminal investigation. I mean, that's assuming she's a real cop. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I was going to say though, when they were in that back room, looking at that one other spring spring trap animatronic Uh and she's like, don't touch it, but fucking uh, spring trap or whatever the fuck design Um, a better suit. Yeah. I want to design a better suit. Um, maybe one that doesn't kill you genius. Right. But then they, they leave and they, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, he's finally getting to an edge where he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Why, why do you know all this stuff? How do you all, what's your fucking badge number? And, and she says, I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. And it's like, you're not saying anything. <laughs> what do you, I, love I have that. not gotten a fucking word from you. You have not said anything. <laughs> I feel like you're not listening. I'm motherfucker. I I, I like, listen so much that you have aroused more questions from me. I feel like it would go something like this. You know, you're. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. Okay, all right. I'm listening. Tell me. I'm listening. Tell well, me. Well, now I forgot. What? I the forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah. What about the animatronics? They're. They're dangerous or something. <laughs> okay, then why are you letting my fucking sister play with them? Oh, yeah, that's another thing. She's way inconsistent when it comes to the, like, you know, her attitudes towards the animatronics, I guess. Um, yeah, she's oh, like, I feel like oh, openly oh, playing oh, with she- them and inviting Abby to play with them. But then she's like, you're such a bad fucking brother for bringing her here. Never fucking again, you monster. Dude, she threatened to fucking shoot him. Yeah, I will shoot you if you bring her she here like, again. I will fucking shoot you. Mike was what not going to let her near those things, but she what was the, the one fuck, that was dude? like, oh, here, come play with my friend Springtrap, you know? <laughs> well, I feel like she should have opened when, when, when he brought him and his sister came in. She should have opened with, you brought your sister. Okay, she should have opened one of the car. One, you brought she your sister. She would be safer no. outside. What the fuck are you thinking? Bring her home. There's broken glass on the ground, motherfucker. Like, bring, she's she's eight. Bring yeah. her home. I will call someone. There are diseases to, on these tables also. There, there's this a is a Chuck E. Cheese that air. has not been cleaned in 28 years. So <laughs> there is growing bacteria on all the surfaces. Of course. Um, Colonies. But she should. And then she should. If, if In the event that she just let the girl like stay or whatever. She should have been like, hey, just letting you know, uh, don't touch the guitar. Yeah, uh, with the bunny. Don't it'll it it has like twenty volts, twenty one hundred and twenty volts going through it. Yeah, you might die. Um, that's See, something you should like, open with. I feel like they were supposed to reveal that she was crazy on some level. Otherwise, you know, she's wish, just an inconsistent character. I wish they just would have had a moment where Mike is kind of speaking to himself, and I just want to hear him say under his breath, "This bitch crazy." <laughs> yeah, I just want to hear him say it. No, because it's true. I just, I genuinely feel like there was supposed to be, like she was supposed to be crazy. Yeah. Anyway, best movie ever. I think we got to everything. I think we covered Uh, every minute of this movie. It was good. I I think if I, I feel like if, 
like a VHS, if I were to see this again, I would like it less. Yeah, I guess. I like the it would be less cameo. quality to me. I did too, and I like how his breakfast is, is the most important meal of the day. But that's just a theory. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, dude! I wanna I wanna share something. Uh, let me hold on. Let me pull the fucking. I'm I'm down to one monitor right now. Oh, oh did you so, know too that that like Matt Pat went to college for acting? Oh, that's great. Good for him. Now he's getting to use his degree. Um, all right, oh, let me. Uh, cool. What are you? Never mind. Continue. Nope. Continue. What were you, what were you gonna? No, don't, don't. So this is um, hey, uh, welcome to Spark. This is Matt <laughs> Pat's cameo, but it's not subtle at all. FNAF <laughs> movie animation from Laser Quasar on YouTube. Uh, link in description. This is I like this. This is it's most it's I I would say it's like thirty percent visual, and then the rest is like like it's an audio thing. So like this will translate the to the media. Calories. Okay, I love it. But watch the watch the video. Hey, it's good. Uh, welcome to Sparky's. Can I set you folks up with some appetizers? We are not eating. <laughs> well, that's no fun. You do realize that lunch is the most important meal of the day. Thought it was breakfast. Some people say that, but you know. That's just a theory. A game theory. I'm in the Snap movie. Whoa, everybody's got room. I just simultaneously whipped and nade-aid. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Link in description. He's earned that cameo, motherfucker. Oh, for sure. After the hours he's of research that. he's done. Are you kidding me, dude? Fucking give it to him. <laughs> there was there was a point in the 20 teens where Matthew Pathew was like, yeah, my job is I get paid to uh, rigorously look at the plot of this child's uh, video game. I also Children's employ a game. team of writers and fucking <laughs> editors and shit and graphic designers to aid in this quest. Love it. I love everything about it. Fuck yeah. It reminds me of this one this one bit from Game Grumps where uh, Dan Avedon is is he, he's finally like they've been playing um, I think it was Breath of the Wild for like six hours and it's like they're exhausted and they're finally in that giggly phase, and he goes, he goes, I do a video game show for a living, and he's just, <laughs> just losing it, laughing. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. I play video games for a living for a show. One more thing I want to say about the FNAF movie before we move on. Uh, this is this is another movie where. Um, it's it's very much remember the watch, the one with like the aliens and Costco and shit. Yes, this is very much like that yes. in that it's a story where like I'm glad that there's like someone who survived with authority that can explain what happened here. Right. So it's not right. just like the main guy's job, his burden mm. to be like, okay, so you know, you know, William Afton, um, you know, like from FNAF at Freddy's, he, uh, there were okay. So by the way, ghosts are real. <laughs> by the way ghosts are real yeah, yeah. by yeah. the way and they can possess animatronics and ghost busting should be a legitimate job that is actually a market that needs to be filled yes uh you know fuck it. i feel like the the army or the military would totally capitalize on ghosts being real dude <laughs> no fucking I, way they didn't oh, they have dude, at least like someone it, researching that they would murder children to put into fucking ai jets there's no way they <laughs> There's no Don't way. Play with the Chinese. 
<laughs> there's no way that they don't have someone like they don't have like some feeler out on that you know you know i just i feel like uh, and the okay, police this is just my- the police hire psychics so you're telling me the military yeah. doesn't have some feelers out on weaponizing the paranormal <laughs> right um i feel like kind of on a different on, a, on another topic i feel like um stranger things fun fnaf and scooby-doo should all exist in the same universe they all mm-hmm. do roughly the same thing and supernatural and and supernatural because fuck it i just put them all in there because i feel like that would be an infinite like like a like a like a a horror version of the avengers yeah <laughs> imagine if they like teamed up and did crossovers i think the yeah, conjuring movies yeah. if i can put the conjuring in there i feel like that i just want to see serious. the scooby-doo gang do the conjuring <laughs> There just has to be a, a a a um a point where people are like, ghosts are real, and that's all we're gonna say about it. Yeah, dude, I think if ghosts were revealed to be like a real thing, I think it would be a day in the news cycle, and then it would just be like another background detail. You know, we just be oh, like, right, for sure. Yeah, but I gotta go to work on Monday. Either tell hey, me hey, I boss. should or should not be afraid, and just leave me at that. Okay, hey ghosts boss, are real. Uh, Fine. Hey, boss. So, um, uh, I'm gonna be late. I died this morning. Um, also, uh, ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. I'm one of them. Uh, yeah, it's just a contract shit to fill out. It, it's really easy. Um, yeah. So I'm on a W two right now, and you actually got to put me on a on a. Uh, on no, a, but is there a funny I, is there a funny now, thing I can say? Is there a funny code? Since my, since my home now is is in heaven, I will need you to endorse my working in the United States. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am by definition an illegal immigrant. I have dual um, citizenship with heaven now. With heaven, and uh, they make uh, you go to work still. <laughs> we actually uh, heaven has the most embassies in the world. Now <laughs> they're just churches. <laughs> <laughs> now due to extensive lobbying ghosts uh can only be employed as 1099 contractors <laughs> <laughs> uh they I are trying to funnel us into doordash i and will be Amazon. advocating f- i will be advocating for ghost rights there are a lot of misconceptions and a lot of really hurtful stereotypes regarding ghosts and, and, and spirits they really want me um, working at amazon because i don't have to take a piss break and I can just, you know, those moving shelves, I can just ghost right through them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have fun here, but seriously. We have fun here, but Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that, because uh, the, there were murders, the gruesome murders that took place that, yeah. like, they're going to be investigated and someone needs to answer for this shit. Yeah. I think the sequel should start where this movie left off and, like, the real yeah. police show sure. up and they're like... So this woman was bisected at this uh, Chuck E. Cheese location. You know anything about that? Mr. Fingerprints were all over the place. In this universe? It's the same thing. Okay. This is the same fucking thing. We're at you know what? FNAF you know at what? Freddy's, Chuck someone e. was spitting Chuck in e. half. Chuck E. Cheese stands for, stands for Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's fun. That's a fun one. Do you come up with that on your own? No, that's, that's a fact. Okay. You learn something new every day. Yeah, don't you? Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, thank you for listening to NPR today. Um, uh, next, we have uh, three hours of wind chimes in um, in uh, fucking Nepal. 
Uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to throw in a fucking, this is one fucking, and on NPR, we had what, two hours of uh, wind chimes in fucking Nepal. Uh, <laughs> I am going to give myself a colonoscopy with this microphone, and you're going to sit there and listen to it, because you don't know how to change the radio station. Your grandson I, they, put this podcast on for you. Uh, and they also have to have really funky names, so it's like, hi, I'm... I am Charlie Fl- Fladinkle, and uh, today you're listening to NPR News. Um, ghosts are real. Joining me today and... is Frederick Snickerdoodle. <laughs> Frederick Snickerdoodle. <laughs> <laughs> and the news today, uh, it turns out Snoop Dogg has decided to not fucking smoke anymore, I guess. Uh, so that's that's happening. Um, it was an ad for a fucking solo stove. Fucking solo stove. <laughs> So this is the all right, all right, all right. New bit idea. Yeah. So someone can make this. Some someone someone out there make this. All right. Yeah. Alex Jones content. NPR (laughs) presentation. (laughs) I I don't. I don't like that they are turning the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Michelle Obama is a transgender man. That does not mean female to male, as is the correct terminology. I am very hateful, so I mean that Michelle Obama has a penis, and that is a bad thing. Welcome back to Empire News. My name is Adi Cornish. Uh, the, I don't want fluoride in the water turning the fucking frogs gay. Um, uh, more at two. Joining me today is Ratatouille Peterson to tell me about... <laughs> Joining me today to talk about why chemtrails are affecting your kids' lunches. Ratatouille, take it away. Uh, Anyway, we have fun here, but seriously, what are we watching next week? Oh, we should start Star Wars. By the way, best movie ever. Best movie movie ever. You know, technically this podcast is a movie review podcast, and every goddamn time, Alex, we call it the best movie ever, and I feel like it's really doing our audience a disservice. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's the best movie ever. I think it's the. You think it's, every movie's the I best think it's, movie it's ever. One of the, it's one of the movies I have ever seen. I could send you a video of me scratching my fucking balls, and you'd be like, "Best movie ever." That is easily worst movie ever. I'm about to get. I'm about to serve these hands of Armageddon to you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get up here? You want to get up here, tough guy? This is the time. This is the place. Let's let's fight in the Senate. <laughs> Welcome back to NPR News. I am Hands of Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we have fun here, but seriously. Um, uh, so, starting Star Wars. Um, I'm not opposed uh, to it, but we are hitting the holidays. And I do like to do I Christmas s- movies around this time. We I love could. how whenever you want to watch a movie, it's like, yeah, fucking sure. And whenever I want to watch a movie, it's, mm, it is nearly the holidays. It is nearly the, <laughs> it is nearly the holidays. <laughs> like, 
Welcome to NPR News. My name is It's Nearly the Holidays. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we have fun here, but seriously. No, so I, I, I want to do I want to do uh, some Christmassy stuff, uh, because when else are we gonna do it? Star um, Wars is a Christmas movie. Star ho- holiday special. Star Wars is a Christmas. No. I have a shitty copy of it and I can find a better one. All Star Wars movies are Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, in the same way that Die Hard is a Christmas. You know what? Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie because it-, it actually, I think it takes place during Christmas. I don't know. I haven't seen it. What did you have in mind, Alex, even though it's my turn to pick? Well, you know, you know I'm just saying Tell it's me. the holidays. Holidays are coming up. We could do yeah. the Star Wars holiday special. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Remember, remember when I was like, "Hey, let's do a, a moon conspiracy docu- documentary," and you were like, "No, it's boring." That's how I feel about the fucking Star Wars Christmas special, you motherfucker. <laughs> I thought you wanted to go through the whole franchise. Look, we're doing machete order, but like house rules. I thought you were okay? saying Michelle Obama. We're I doing- don't know why. You, you, no, you Michelle said Obama Mich- has a penis. No. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to your news. To, my name is my name is my Michelle, name is Michelle Obama, has Obama has a penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest bit ever, and I love it. We're so straying much. further and further away from the initial premise. <laughs> Where like the bit was originally about how NPR hosts have silly names like fucking Wanderlust Wintergreen, but like now we're just throwing in whatever. <laughs> I think Ari, no, uh, God, what was one of the names? Uh, I know them when I'm driving. I recite them to myself. (laughs) Wow, you're fun at parties. Uh, uh, Someone should, oh, Snoop Dogg, get on this. Make a rap about all the NPR host names. Oh, I was going to say earlier, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are like good friends. Why have they not come out with an edible line? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, you want to do, yeah, let's do Star Wars. Let's start with, all right, so we're going to do Machete Order. I swear to, okay. Which, if you don't know, Machete Order is A New Hope, Star Wars Holiday Special, Empire Strikes wait, Back, uh, wait, Attack wait, wait, of the Clones. Are we going to do this? Are we going to watch all of them and then do a show or watch each one of them and do a show? We're doing a, a show on each one. Okay. So if you want to start this, this will be like. Because then you, then you will be, like be able a, to get a holiday this special. This will be like a six like week. Spe- yeah, I don't, what, a cardboard. His ass. He walked on the soundboard. Anyway, no. So yeah, let's. We'll start this. It'll be like a six-week project. Welcome back to NPR News. We, <laughs> my name is. Uh, my name, my is, name cardboard. is Cardboard. My name is Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have money, but seriously. So we're gonna do. Uh, and I am a cat. <laughs> we'll just we'll count the. St- All right. Here's our compromise. We do machete order, as I have described. Um. This is the compromise. We do Machete Order, which is A New Hope, the Star Wars Holiday Special, Empire Strikes Back, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and then Return of the Jedi. So the compromise is the one that I snuck in there that you might not have noticed, which is the Star Wars Holiday Special. The one that snuck in there and you didn't notice. Killing Sorry, Haley was going outside and I just needed to make sure that cardboard didn't run out there. Dude, he wants outside all the time. Oh, same with Rufus, dude. It's all the time. Yeah, dude, when we take him out on the leash at first, he's he always like breaks into a sprint and then we have to like he has like a bungee leash. So he just kind of like gets pulled back. And it's like every time, bro, we are not going to let you just run off. Fucking idiot. Fucking dumbass cat. 
I think it'd be really funny if NPR had a guest on. They're like, you fucking idiot. You fucking. Joining us today is you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like you, you fucking idiot almost feels like if you, like if you didn't (laughs) know those English words, that almost sounds like a name in some language. Right. You fucking idiot. Joining us today in studio is you fucking idiot. (laughs) <laughs> like, it sounds like someone. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that's the plan? That's locked in Star Wars machete order? Yeah, actually, you know, on second thought, on second thought, we should actually do a Christmas special. You were right. All right. All right. So, December, week, uh, month of Christmas shit. We're going we're gonna to find Christmas stuff that we have not covered. You know what? Um, have we done the Santa Claus on this show? I don't want to do the Santa Claus. I don't want to watch that movie again. How about this? How about this? I'm pulling up uh, my Plex account. I'm going to look at Jonathan and see what I have in my Christmas collection. Um, I think I might have already talked about the Christmas Chronicles with Jared. Um, Oh, what do I have? We could watch the live action Grinch, I guess. But it's like long as hell. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here's one. Here's one. A very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Sure. But I feel like we need Harold and Kumar go to White Castle for the setup. I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> um, there's the Polar Express. There's I'm tired of that one. Fucking, there's Klaus. That's a good one. But I might have talked about that with Jared. Or they think that was in the variety show that we did. We did Violent Night already, right? That was last year. Yeah, that was last year. That was last year. Uh, 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas. <laughs> what if we actually did 8-Bit Christmas? Again? Like, actually, like, what if we did it for real? We did do it for real. Sorry, what I mean is we did, we both watched it. But what if we, what if we did it, quote unquote, again? I don't want to watch it, is my point. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, there was a, a Thanksgiving horror movie that they put out. A Thanksgiving horror movie? Horror. Damn. No, yeah, it was was a porno. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let me let me look up the Thanksgiving uh fucking movie. Um (laughs) Welcome back to MPR. It's giving traps are not gay. Oh I gotta hold the I gotta hold the boy. I got him. Say hi cardboard. He's siffing it. (laughs) He's siffing the microphone. Haley, name a Christmas movie. Oh, is that the one where the, that's the one where the kid shoots his eye out and there's yeah. like all kinds of weird? Sh- yeah, sure. That one's weird. That's that'll keep our attention, I guess. You want to do? You want to? You want to? You want to do? You want to do a Christmas story? The one with I... fucking Ralph, dude. You know the scientist from Iron Man, and also Spider Man: Far From Home. But you know the one Tony Stark built this in a cave. The guy that Obadiah Obadiah Stan yells at. Yeah. It's the actor that was uh, the kid from A Christmas Story. What? Haley didn't know that. Did you know that? You're just looking at me incredulously. I don't believe you, you son of a this bitch. This is a very Googleable fact. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, yeah, fuck it. A Christmas Story. Uh, what is what Christmas is, Story! A Christmas Story, 1983. It is on... It's on Max. All right. So... 
fucking watch it. Yeah, Peter it's Billingsley Max, plays assuming Ralphie. Assuming they don't change their name again. Yeah, it's on Max for now, which means either they'll change the name of the service or they'll just fucking take it off. But why anyway, you, why you open it? Look at my, look at this. Open the stream. All right, Ralphie Peter Billingsley. Click on him. You see overview movies. Iron Man, two thousand eight. Let me see his Iron Man character. Let me see him. Let me see him. All right. Let me see. I don't think he'll be in the. Let me pull up the IMDb. Go to fucking cast. Control F. What was the name? Peter Billingsley. William Ginter uh, Riva. That's the that's the scientist. That's the one that gets yelled at. Oh, in the cave. Not in the cave. No, he's the Is one he the that Obadiah yells? yells at. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's the cool, guy yeah. that gets yelled at because he's like, Tony Stark is actually a fictional billionaire genius, and he created this fictional technology that isn't real. And then Obadiah Stane said, make it smaller, and he threw it in a fish tank. Um, welcome back to NPR News. My name is Tony Stark built in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. <laughs> it's like the VHS metaphor. Right. It really right. is. All right. Anyway, next week, A Christmas Story. I don't know how much of that I'm going to cut for time and just kind of petering about, just kind of <laughs> kind of um, jerking each other off. Spoilers, he shoots his eye out. He shoots his eye out. Um, yeah, next week, Christmas story. Um, it's decided. Anyway, recommendations of the week. Do you have any? I do have one. Is it something that you, you're looking around your room? Is, I have one. Is this a real recommendation? Yes. You can start anytime. Is this a piece of media that you watched and enjoyed? Is this uh, I would like to recommend. I just love clocks. Legend of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Not the second one, just the first one because I'm playing that right now and it's really nice. good. I I I'm playing it again. It's good. I like it. Um It is very good. It is very good. Here's uh, the Kingdom, amazing sequel. I have not played it yet, but I'm excited to. Um You should be. I have uh, not played it yet, but I am excited to. And as president, I like Zelda and <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Bisexual Obama, if he was a gamer. Welcome back to NPR News. My name is Bisexual Obama, if he was a gamer. <laughs> the baby pops out, and the mom's like, I want to name him. Bisexual Obama, if he was a gamer. Oh, I love that we're adding. Faces. I love that we're adding the lore of these are all birth names. <laughs> None of these are aliases. Uh, that's like the first name. So they have like just a normal ass like last name, like Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Obama has a penis, Stevenson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just. I love the idea that like there is a person out there with the the legal NPR ass name of like fucking Cadbury cream egg or whatever. Cadbury cream. Cadbury cum egg. Yeah. Anyway, uh, first recommendation uh, of the show. I read Batman the Night. Uh, very good. Very good. Um, and I'll seriously play Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. They are both very good. Uh, I read Batman the Night by Chip Zdarsky, who I think. I think that was written either before he started his run on the main Batman book, or it was like, like this one was ending while that one was starting that kind of thing. 
but it's it's basically like another telling of Batman's origin story. But what I like about it is it actually it, it kind of does a better version of what they do in Batman Begins, where they show his training. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of Batman origins kind of skip over. Like they they show his parents are killed, right? Which is glossed over in this book. Um, they they show his parents being killed. He's like, oh fuck, I hate crime now. And then something, something, he sees a bat and then he's Batman as an adult. And somewhere along the line, he did like ninja training or whatever. I, I think it's funny. He's like, I watched my parents die and I now I hate crime. So I'm going to do a crime by doing vigilante justice. Yeah. I also, <clears throat> I do like Chip Zdarsky's take on, on Batman's sort of uh, moral alignment. Because I don't like the adaptations that treat him as like a strict like law enforcer when really I think his role um, is more of like a moral enforcer. If that makes any sense. Like he is like the moral police book about Batman, except instead of becoming a superhero, he just becomes like a lawyer. Right. Well, so that's the thing about like a prosecutor. The night shows like it sets the story up. So it feels like the logical choice for Batman to become like a crime fighting vigilante, or at least it, it sets up the perspective where that looks like the logical choice. Right. Cause it shows like at, at first, like, you know, Bruce like goes through like, you know, school and everything he go you know, goes to private schools and shit, but you know, he's, he like has like a, a childhood. Right. And then he, right. He lives in Gotham his whole life, and he's like, I think I'm going to, you know, join the police force. And he's he's already, like, studying criminology and shit, like, as a teenager. He's just kind of, like, independently on his own, like, you know, doing a lot of, like, research and gaining a huge knowledge base on, like, you know, crime and, like, different sciences and stuff. And he's, like, you know, becoming a very, like, Olympic-level, like, um, like, gymnast and shit. Like, they show that. But he has this this friend, like a kind of a kind of sort of love interest, um, kind of sort of just childhood friend um, that he talks to. And he's like, yeah, I decided I'm going to join the, the GCPD. I'm going to become a cop because I hate crime and I want to like, you know, I, I want to hunt down the bad guys and I want to, you know, I want to bring justice to the world. And she's like. Bruce, think a little bigger here. Like, do you just want to be another angry cop? Do you want to just have you thought join about overthrowing this? a government? Do you do you want to join this cartoonish police force? This, this cartoonishly corrupt police force, and just be another angry cop, like dealing out traffic tickets and shit, and like doing police reports for robberies. Like you could become a great lawyer if you wanted. You could do anything that you wanted. Just think a little bigger. And so, you know, that gets filtered through his psycho brain. And he comes to the conclusion that, oh, I'm going to become the best at everything. And I'm going to use that to fight crime. And it shows the progression of like, it, I mean, it, like I said, it shows it, it sort of sets up like how you would come to the conclusion that he does. You're raising your hand. Yes. You have a question. Thank you. I think it would be funny if this was... Um, I've already stopped listening. A, but just say it. I think it'd be funny if this was a, a story about Mr. Clean. Yeah. Because then he'd be on a mission to stop grime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> um, Fuck anyway, you, that's funny. I do... Um, yeah, I really like the... Uh, 
sort of the tone of it, I guess. Um, it's it's it doesn't really feel like a superhero story that much, and I mean that like as a compliment. Like it's it's Batman, you know. It's, this isn't a person with superpowers. It's it's very grounded in a in a way that I like. It's I th- I think like I said earlier, it does a better job of a, a lot of what uh, like Batman Begins tries to do. Uh, I think it, it's just executed a lot better in terms of like the tone of it, like how quote unquote realistic it feels or how grounded it is. I, I, I don't really like what the Nolan movies do where they, they make it too similar to real life where it, like, it just feels like some guy in spelunking gear fighting crime in Chicago. You know, this isn't a Batman story. Um, at least as far as I'm concerned, whatever you can have a different opinion. I just know, I know comic book fans are, they're rabid. And if this gains any listenership, I will get death threats for saying that I didn't like the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, fucking do it. I dare you. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> right here, right now. Right yeah, here, right now. Up. Yeah, why, why don't you stand up? Why don't you sit your butt up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have fun here, but seriously. No, it does a better job of... <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome back to NPR News. My name is Why Don't You Stand Your Butt Up? <laughs> No, I I like what it does. I like that it shows sort of a variety in Bruce's training and you get a like it's it's not just that he's learning to like fight better. He's learning like skills. He's learning espionage, he's learning like, you know, like disguises and shit. He's learning um like how to be a cat burglar so he knows how to stop a cat burglar, you know? And a lot of it it, it does Who steals a cat? Right? Well, I I would cuz I love cats. Uh, if cardboard was someone else's, I would steal him and then he would be mine. And then we would get to where we are now. How is that? All right. And how's that? That's great. That's beautiful. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. It does kind of, uh, what other stories that are like origin flashback things, what they do in an annoying way. It does like, it's done here very well where it shows like something that is very inherent to Batman and it shows why that is there. Like how he always sneaks up on people. You never hear him enter a room. Like this is a Bruce Wayne that isn't there yet. And you see him kind of develop the skill of not being detected before you see him in, in the room with you. Like, like that's right. an example. And you know, it, it shows, you know, the training that gets him to the point where you see him do, you know, just certain things that are, you know, very Batman things to do. And I, and I, I really like it. I also like the characterization of, of Bruce Wayne as just kind of a psycho. Right. Like, I think it, this is kind of an anti... I, I like how I like how if, you, if you're poor and a psycho, you're a psycho. But if you're rich and a psycho, you're uh, ingenious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make it smaller. <laughs> Make it pointier. Yeah. <laughs> talking about my... Talking about my... That's, I'm not going to dignify that. I got that. a small weenus. Yeah. Up top. I'm really, I'm really self-conscious yeah. about my weenus. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like a lot of, especially, I, I call this sort of the anti-Frank Miller approach, where Frank Miller, I believe he did The Dark Knight Returns, that is, it's very much, like, you're supposed to, like, the author's intention, right, is that you're like, oh, Batman's so cool, you know, he's dishing out fucking street justice and shit, but really... Like when you think about it for more than a second, you're like, oh, this dude is a psychopath who shouldn't be around allowed around right. anyone. Right. You know, this is kind of a spin on that where it, 
It is very clearly you're intended to be like, this is a cautionary tale. This is how you do right. not handle grief. Right. But like he's kind of cool. I did like how the show Harley Quinn handled um, Batman's grief. I think that was really good. Yeah, that is. I could definitely see a lot of Batman fans getting pissed off about how they did how, how they did Bruce in that show. But I, I am a fan of that as like a different interpretation of the character. It's a comedy cartoon. It's guys. not even mainline. Like this is yeah. not this is nowhere near like canon. Yeah, this is nowhere near canon to like the yeah like the 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 comics or anything like that. Like just right. Let a thing be different and unique. But anyway, yeah, it's you're very clearly not intended to like idolize this guy. But there is a level of like yeah, I mean he's he's Batman. I mean he's right. Batman. You know right. He is he is Batman at the end of the day, but. It's not like glorification so much as it's like, yeah, this is, you know, I feel this like guy is going to exist. You might as well look at the cool stuff he does. I feel like if Batman got really into making like, uh, like jelly jiggly desserts, he'd be called uh Batflan. I respect your right to that opinion. <laughs> so anyway, I read the, I read the night by Chip Zdarsky. It's very good. The hardcover. I got it on Amazon for like 20 bucks. MSRP is like 40. So pretty good deal. It was a 10 issue mini series from a couple of years ago. I'm going to find it right now. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to see what the current price is. Cause they have like black Friday stuff going on on Amazon. All right. Batman the night. Okay. Hardcover is $22. No special black Friday sale, but that's still a pretty, that's nearly half off MSRP. So yeah. Or read it on DC universe, infinite, the comics app. But anyway, next recommendation. I listened to an episode of Crystal Kyle and Friends where they interviewed Abby Martin. Uh, she's like a, a journalist, like an investigative journalist slash documentarian. And she's done a lot of coverage of the situation in Gaza, Palestine, you know, in general, um, not just recently, but like in the last like whatever number of years. She's done incredible work and they interviewed her and, and they, you know, talked to her about the the ongoing situation right now and like the history of it and like kind of what led up to it uh it's an interesting conversation um if you're you know at all curious to learn more about it and if you want to like if, if that's if that's the format that you like you know to uh to digest this stuff it's good for if you have like a road trip or whatever if you have a long commute if i can put it on you know what podcasts are you know you're listening to this so you can you know, you know. Unless, uh, unless, uh, your grandson did put this on for you and you don't know how to turn it off. I hope that that's the it. case. That would yeah. be funny. Yeah. That'd be really that funny. Would... You just put on the podcast for your pet. Well, yeah, that's Crystal Kyle and friends. Uh, my Kyle Kalinske. Wait, and Crystal hang on. Ball. If someone, wait, if someone's putting this on a speaker in front of their pet, Hey, I'm going to fucking piss them off. Who wants a treat? Who wants a treat? You want a treat? I'm to go for a walk. want to go for a walk. <laughs> Come on, let's go for a walk. Where's your leash? Where's your leash? There we go. That should be enough. Get like door knocking sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that got cardboard's attention. <laughs> Can you guess who walked on the soundboard? I'm going to guess your fingers. Cardboard, say hi. Say hi to the audience. No. Oh. <laughs> he is not interested. No, he isn't. Anytime you like pick him up when he doesn't want to be picked up, he like pushes your face away. He like grab at your nose. Oh, he like push away. Asshole. Push off. A lovable you. asshole. 
That's what cat. That's what the, the whole thing about cats are. You you have a cat so you can have one asshole in the house, at least. There's a joke to be made there about buttholes or something. I'm not gonna make it, but you know it's there. Anyway, last recommendation <laughs> I have. I feel like I had more stuff, but this is just this. This this is what I remembered fucking two hours ago. Uh, so this is an article from the Detroit Free Press. I would have made this into a segment had the article not been paywalled and this not be the uh, only source on this story at the moment. But the headline is DTE, comma, consumers enjoy... Oh, consumers energy, not consumers like the customers. DTE and consumers enjoy close relationship with state panel that regulates them. I guess they they did an investigation into um, you know these energy companies and the panel. Stop! That's copyright. That's great timing. <laughs> they did an investigation into like the panel that's supposed to be like you know regulating these companies, and apparently there's just like cartoonish levels of corruption going on like lavish parties and shit and like gifts and whatever. I, I haven't really, I haven't looked into it too much. Again, it's paywalled. They did put out an Instagram post with some details on it, but yeah, subscribe to the Detroit free press. If you want to read it, it's a dollar for the first six months, apparently. Um, but yeah, that's, that's more a read on your own time thing because I was unable to make it into a fucking segment. Anyway, unless you have any, I will say, Thank you for actually having a recommendation and not pointing to a thing on your desk and passing that off as your attempt at a show and tell. He's looking around, looking around. He's going to pick something up and then he's going to choose something. Anyway, if you don't have any more recommendations, uh, I guess that's the show. That's the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of What If You Say. If you liked it, then like it. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment... It better be nice, nice comments only, or else I right. will cry. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I, I and then I'll, dude, I'll kill my, I will, <laughs> I'll, 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 I will die and then be resurrected in an animatronic fucking suit skeleton. And you don't want that. First of all, <laughs> ghosts are real, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, follow me on ghosts social are media. Real and the labor is cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like an old timey like Tennessee Ernie Ford song. You know? <laughs> ghosts are real and the labor is cheap. He literally sold his soul to the company store. <laughs> they bought it for forty-four cents. <laughs> and they own it in perpetuity. <laughs> Dude, that's literally what fucking Disney's trying to do with like the AI like face scans and stuff. Ugh. Anyway, follow me on social media. Don't follow Gavin anywhere. Don't stop. Don't. Don't do don't it. Do it's it. unwise. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Have a good you. 9 a.m. through 9 p.m. No, Our official business hours. Okay. Okay. You can't fight that. That's canon. That's non-negotiable. We started this at fucking <laughs> 7:30. It is 9:40. PM. Are you saying we only had a half hour of operating time? Look, <laughs> you got to adjust for inflation, okay? That's that's pre-daylight savings time numbers. So that actually, that's worse for me. Never mind. Yeah, we, it is. we went back an hour. Anyway, have a good Thanksgiving. Actually, Thanksgiving way, happened by the time this happened, by the time this comes out. Yeah. So I would say, I would say happy, happy Black Friday. Break. 
This will be a Black Friday special. We should have covered Paul Blart Mall Cop. I just realized why Screen Junkies put out an honest trailer for Paul Blart Mall Cop, because it's a Black Friday movie. Isn't the whole joke that he's fat? Isn't that the whole thing? That is the entire, uh, that is where all of the comedy comes from in that movie, yes. Aha, uh-huh. fat, diabetic, well, hold on. funny. He's he will... fat, and, and he's he diabetic. eats a lot. Okay, he also eats a lot, and he's sad, and he's clumsy. And did I mention he's, he's physically unattractive? And he's diabetic. And he's diabetic. I like how anyway, let's, just, let's get like, out of here. Fine. No, what were you going to say? No, they make fun of it by like, oh, he'll even eat a fucking sucker off the ground. The hairy, gross sucker. He'll, he'll eat that. Because he's like, fat. Fuck you. He's going in a diabetic coma, you motherfucker. What? How dare you? Yeah, I just hate comedy like that where it's just like look at this gross man you know look at this gross man who is different from you unless it's the trump trial yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay but he is gross like to the soul and fat yeah he just he he has um i was gonna say a fat soul but that that requires too much explaining that i don't mean that as a a fat stomach but a but like a like a his fat soul, and skinny neck. Right. His soul is like how um fat phobic people look at fat people. All right? Right. You're right. Ontologically evil. <laughs>